Restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we're uh, experiencing a little bit of uh, technical difficulties there. But what we are going to show you here on Live from America tonight is the third inst- or the fourth, excuse me, the fourth installment of the ho- um, the Enemy Within Hollywood. So if we can just <clears throat> get that brought back up for you here, I think we'll. Uh, yeah, we're just having some. Uh, looks like we're experiencing some technical difficulties with it. So we'll just. Uh, We'll wait for a second, but we are we are going to play the fourth installment of the the enemy of Hollywood within. Now, lately, we've been exposing a lot of Hollywood. We've exposed been exposing a lot of uh, Disney and uh, and many other um, failed institutions. So let's see if we've got this pulled up because I'm ready for it. Here we go, folks. For Hollywood, another instance was in the 2011 remake of Red Dawn the new version of John Milius' 1984 classic of teenagers fighting off a communist invasion. In Milius' original, the invading and occupying troops were Soviet and Cuban. In the 2011 remake, there were to be Chinese troops as the occupiers, but the producers were led to believe that if the Chinese were portrayed as the aggressors, Red Dawn 2 would not have access to the Chinese market. And so after the movie was shot, they spent a million dollars in digital effects changing the invading and occupying army from the Chinese to the North Koreans. Now compare that 
to the 2021 Chinese-made mega-hit about a famous Korean war battle in which patriotic Chinese soldiers take on the evil American invaders. The Chinese are hardly shy about making themselves the heroes and Americans the villains. Ironically, the Chinese are taking a page from Hollywood's old playbook. For years, Hollywood furnished propaganda for various American efforts, including during World War II, when Disney was used to promote American values. Housewives of America, one of the most important things you can do is to save your waste kitchen fats, bacon grease, meat drippings, frying fats. We and our allies need millions of pounds of fats to help win the war. For fats make glycerin, and glycerin makes explosives. Every year, two billion pounds of waste kitchen fats are thrown away. The Chinese, of course, as inheritors of a 5,000-year-old civilization, also understand how to use propaganda. At a 2013 U.S.-China film summit in Los Angeles, a Chinese film executive, Chang Chun, told American film producers, we want to share our audience with you. The condition was, we want you to promote positive Chinese images, not just one or two shots of China, but to promote generally positive Chinese images. The problem with promoting positive images of China is not about Chinese people per se, or about Chinese landscapes as such. It's about promoting Chinese Communist Party interests and thereby covering up for what the CCP has done, how it has visited its depredations against Chinese people. But China's propaganda campaign isn't only about pushing messaging that reflects positively on China. There's another aspect to China's propaganda campaign as well. I call that punitive propaganda, where the purpose is to highlight that China is better and now, folks, both there sensitive is, issues excuse for me. the Chinese con There is a part five that I would like to play for you tonight. <clears throat> and since it's Friday, I think it's very important because the part five is the end. And I don't want to carry this over until next week. So if you would allow me to, I will play the part five and we will finally end the enemy within Hollywood. So the, let's go ahead and just play it. I know we normally go to something else at this point, but I think it's very, very important that you see the end of this, okay? <clears throat> For those who are just joining in, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you for being here. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. It's always a pleasure and a blessing to be here for you doing this job. This is very important, so I want to make sure we end this on this Friday. So let's go and play part five of the enemy within Hollywood. Let's go ahead and pull that up now, please. Is better than its Western rivals, better than Western liberalism, the standard bearer of which is the United States. This is tied into core Chinese Communist Party interests, as expressed by Chinese President Xi Jinping, who in 2013 released an important internal document known as Communique Number no. 9. The document was addressed to party cadres, warning them about the fundamental conflict between Communist Party ideology and Western liberalism. Ideas like human rights, a free press, free elections, 
Xi warned against these as threats to communist ideology because the essential struggle as he sees it is between the party's version of life and the West's version. In so far as the Communist Party can drive down the image of the adversary, Western liberalism, most particularly in the United States, this adds to the luster of the Communist Party. It adds to the party's prestige. should embrace civilizations of various forms and must accommodate diverse paths to modernization. Democracy is not a special right reserved to any individual country, but a right for the people of all countries to enjoy. Recent developments in the international situation show once again that military intervention from the outside and so-called democratic transformation entail nothing but harm. China's propaganda campaign, its positive as well as its punitive propaganda, these are all aspects of China's effort to once again become the center of the universe. We're talking about a 5,000-year-old civilization that refers to itself as the Middle Kingdom. China's propaganda push asserts that China's rise, that China's centrality is inevitable. The CCP needed to undermine and infiltrate the establishment of the world leader, the United States. What's surprising is not Beijing's attacks on our elites. What's surprising is how willingly our elite work on behalf of Chinese Amen. Communist Party Amen. interests against the interests of to highlight. All right, folks. So that is the enemy within and the enemy within our Hollywood institution and our industry is China. The enemy behind all of our uprisings that the left brings with BLM and Antifa and Disney and wokeness and pedophilia and sexualizing children and through Hollywood, through movies, everybody wants to be like you, through movie stars, through uh, pop stars, through rock bands, through hip-hop stars. It is all funded, run, and pushed with a major influence from the Chinese Communist Party. Folks, if we do not wake up as a country and let everybody know who still has a rationale, who still has a rational thinking brain, what is going on, then folks, we're going to continue to slip. This is why it's so important for shows like this and others to make sure we get the, the truth out there no matter what, no matter what. And speaking of getting the truth out there, I've got an, uh, an email here from Nicole Lupita, who is half Ukrainian. She says her mother has become a believer of Fox News. I keep trying to explain to her that we are leading, leading this possible world war and explaining about Biden's bio labs. She doesn't understand. Is there a way you can help me uh, help my mom understand this? I try to get her to watch the show, but she works long hours and has little time. I screen record some snippets of your show to show her, but it's not enough. All I can say, Nicole, is to keep praying, keep bringing your mother 
um, the truth and let her know, hey, I'm inviting her. I want to invite your mother. Please show her this one little part. I want to invite you to watch Real America's Voice News for just one day. Watch all the shows on Real America's Voice News for just one day. From the beginning until the end or for however long you have to spare and end up with my show. And at the end of it, if you don't feel better walking away, if you don't feel more that you have obtained more knowledge, and if you don't feel that you've been given the truth, well, then at least you tried. So I would say open invitation to try to get her to watch Real America's Voice News. It might just help her out. Let's go to the Lord, folks, this April 1st, year of our Lord, 2022. No April Fool's jokes. I'm sure you've had enough of them by now. It's the evening. We played a good one here on the morning show. Let's get to God. After my resurrection, the first words I spoke to my disciples were, Peace be with you. You also need to be reminded of the divine nature of this gift, for it is not the world's peace that I give you. It is peace that transcends all understanding. As you receive my glorious peace, you gain deeper intimacy with me, the richest blessing of all. From John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 20, 19 tells us on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked from the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Before you turn out the light, Lift your eyes and imagine the never-ending fountain of my peace washing over you. Folks, in the midst of all this conversation of world war, in the midst of all this conversation about the economy uh, uh, going into the, into the trash, in the midst of all of this uh, talk about the, the bottom falling out Artie's of the dollar, right. excuse me, the bottom falling out of the dollar or anything else, all you have to do is focus your mind, focus your atten- uh, energy, and focus your attention on God. That is where you're going to find peace. That is where the peace will be with you. And that's where we need to keep our focus as we go into this holy war that will lead us to victory. Amen. Folks, when we come back, we will do the Lord's Prayer. We do got to get to a commercial break. We ran a little long. We'll come back. We'll do the Lord's Prayer before we start right after this. Please stay tuned. Not a bad idea anyway, doing the Lord's Prayer right before we get into the first and foremost section. Um, I, I do want to go to, to Getter real quick. I know um, I know we've got a rising uh, group of people, not only on Getter, but also on other platforms as well. And I want to say hello to all the people watching on Roku and Firestick. You guys, uh, you know, that's very it's very expensive to not be on these platforms that give you this ability to do this for free, right? That's how they get you. That's how they keep you reeled in. So we have to pay monthly fees to be live streamed on multiple places, especially def- uh, um, digital TV. Digital TV is not cheap. It costs a lot of money. That's where a lot of our, uh, that's where a lot of our funds go to is we've, we've created this place where we can have live video and multiple platforms to do it. So all of you that still watch on Roku and Firestick, I want to thank you very much and I appreciate you. Sharon from uh, Texas, how you doing? Good to see you watching on Getter. Rosemary, hello. Chuck Lee Berry's good to see you. Hello to Corn Pop, who's watching from the great state of Illinois. How are you? The great Liz Ellis is in the building. How are you, Liz? Rosebud, Kristen Donovan, happy birthday, 43 Gators. 
It's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear 43 Gators. Happy birthday to you. How you doing? Good. I hope you have a great birthday. Like I said, people should always have their birthday sung to them on their birthday. How you doing, I.W. Connors? Good to see you. And Diva Queen 1957. How are you? And the Dumb Dumb Award of the month of March goes to, you know what? I didn't really have to have that planned out today. I was going to wait till Monday to do that uh, just because we've had such a week here. And I, I, I literally, it slipped my mind. So let's do that on Monday, okay? We'll do that on Monday. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Let's come back from this and let's get into the Lord's Prayer and then the first and foremost section of the day here on this Friday evening. Please share the video. Some people do not think we're live tonight. We want to make sure we get it out there to as many people as possible. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on this beautiful Friday evening, April 1st, April Fool's. 2022 and it feels like we've been fooled since November 3rd right it feels like since November 3rd and especially from January 20th it feels like we've been living in April Fool's Day for over a year crazy stuff folks but again let's keep our mind focused where it needs to be let's do something different today let's start the Lord's show out with the Lord's Prayer in front of the first and foremost section so please remove your hat if you're wearing one look at that mop Well, at least I still got something. And let's say the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Usually we do that before the first commercial break, but we ran out of time, and I do not mind doing it right before the first and foremost section. So if you will, put your cups up. Let's get ready. First and foremost, live from America, April 1st, 2022. Here we go, Real America's Voice. Last week I reported to you that the mainstream media was about to have an absolute meltdown over an an apparent seven hours of call logs that seem to have been missing or gone missing or tampered with or destructed or, 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 or or destroyed somehow. Either way, either way, there was seven hours that were apparently missing from call logs from the White House on January 6th of 2021. Now, specifically, who got um, their, who got all worked up over this was the January 6th Unselect Committee. That's who first started getting worked up about this, and they started passing it around Congress, and then they decided that they would break the news, leak the news to their lap dogs who were always waiting like scraps, like, like dogs at the, at the dinner table for scraps, the mainstream media. And, the, and you know what, I, remember what I told you, they said since there was seven hours missing, that must mean that President Trump either was breaking laws or that he was using burner phones. So they leaked it on down to the mainstream media. The mainstream media started having a meltdown about it. I told you back then, last week, it was nothing. It was going to be nothing. That they were just creating another hoax, another smear campaign that they could run for three, four, five days in order to continue to drag President Trump's name through the mud and in order to continue to have some kind of a story 
that legitimizes their January 6th unselect committee efforts to illegally jail Trump and his supporters. That's basically what this is all about. But ladies and gentlemen, once again, we find out today that it was just another mainstream media hoax that has crumbled right before our eyes because an official review of Trump January 6th White House records actually reveal that there are zero missing pages. Yes, I said it, folks. Zero missing pages, a shoot and a miss once again from the lamestream, lying, fake news media who nobody cares about anymore. And that's why CNN Plus is already laying off employees. Earlier this week, the abusive January 6th committee leaked the Trump uh, internal White House records to the media in hopes that it was finally going to be the walls closing in moment. And every liberal that you could possibly think of, from Facebook to Instagram, from Instagram to TikTok, from TikTok to YouTube, all the way over to even Getter, we were seeing left-wing trolls going, oh, what are you guys going to do now? What are you going to do now? The walls are finally closing in on Trump again. There's seven hours of law call logs that are just gone. That must mean he was breaking laws. Well, folks, (laughs) according to the call logs, obtained by who? The Washington Post and CBS News, the committee has no records for 457 minutes of call logs. That was the headline last week. Also, the media accused Trump of Nixon-esque cover-up. Quote, Trump's January 6th calls are on echo of Nixon's erased tapes, said the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos. It turns out that the White House logs are actually fully complete, And there is no Nixon-esque style cover-up. Jamie Gangle actually tweeted, CNN breaking the six pages of White House switchboard logs for for January 6, 2021, are complete based on on an official review of the White House records. According to the source familiar with the matter, there are no missing pages, and the seven-hour gap is likely explained by use of White House landlines and other cell phone links. Now, the January 6th committee knew this. They knew this. The mainstream media knew this. You knew this. I knew this. So who does that leave who didn't know this? The brain-dead CNN regurgitating mindless freaks on the left and a lot of independents who aren't stuck to news all day long. And that's why it's our job to get the real news out, because I can guarantee you that the mainstream media is not going to run a 24 hour news, uh, a a 24 hour news story on President Trump being, you know, vindicated. They can't do that. CNN did report, though, in the seven hours during the White House records during which White House records show no phone calls, to or from then-President Donald J. Trump on January 6th, among the calls that are conspicuously absent is one Trump made to then-Vice President Mike Pence that morning in the Oval Office. The mystery of the seven-hour gap has fueled furious speculation as to why calls are missing. That includes allegations that Trump was using either burner phones, which he has denied, or that the call logs were purposely suppressed. This is the kind of fake news they reported. Again, they didn't have any proof or evidence of this. All they did is make a simple mistake, and based on their mistake, they created an entire uh, wrap-up smear campaign, as Nancy Pelosi calls it, and they ran it for like 72 hours straight. 
The January 6th committee is now searching for burner phones or back channels. Trump may have used that day. Well, and then it comes out today that there was no back channels. There was no burner phones. The call logs were there. The logs were there. They were there and they were complete. And it was just an absolute terrible mistake from the January 6th unselect committee. And since they made a mistake, they decided that President Trump must be Hitler. And we've got to run a 24-hour news smear campaign on him. What a bunch of losers these people are. I mean, what a bunch of losers these people are. There is no more, uh, there, there, there's nobody in the world who represents the name loser more than Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. So for that, we're going to have to give Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and the entire January 6th Unselect Committee the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Let's go ahead and do that now. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to you, Liz Cheney, and the rest of the January 6th committee. <sighs> I don't know. I, I wanted to call. I, I just want to. There's so much anger I have for what they're trying to do to President Trump still to this day. And really what that does is it, it comes down on all of us, too. It's so much anger that what they're doing to try, what they're trying to do to all of us, it's so unconstitutional. It's so ungodly, and it is just so wrong, all based on the fact that we don't agree with their politics. They're going to do this stuff all day long. It's incredible. You want to know who else got real mad today, though, that we should be smiling about? New York Attorney General Letitia James. She's big mad again, but this time she's not mad at Trump. This time she's mad at a Supreme Court judge a state Supreme Court judge in New York for tossing out the Democrats' um, unconstitutional redistrict congressional maps. Steuben County Supreme Court Judge Patrick McAllister, a Republican, tossed out the Democrats' Democrat Party's unconstitutional congressional maps. The state legislature is now ordered to redraw maps by April 11th, which is coming up right around the corner. The Democrat proposed map knocked out four Republican seats. New York Attorney General Letitia James and Governor Kathy Hochul issued a joint statement condemning the judge's ruling and saying the Democrats hate or condemning the judge's ruling, uh, condemning the remarks that were made and Democrats hate when they get caught and called out and all they can do is, is lash back out. The map passed by the Democrats' uh, controlled legislature and signed into law by Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul in February gave the party the advantage of 22 of the state's 26 districts, according to analysis. Democrats currently hold 19 of 27 districts, and the state will lose one seat this year due to sluggish population growth. The plan helped offset Republican-skewed maps in such as, uh, states such as Texas and Georgia and went a long way toward erasing what had initially been expected to be challenging national redistrict cycles for Democrats. But Thursday's decision is the second redistricting setback for Democrats in the span of a week. A Maryland court last Friday tossed out a new Democratic-drawn map as an illegal gerrymander. Folks, you want to know what's happening here? They know all of these election security laws that have passed in all of these swing states is going to make it almost impossible for them to steal any seat, let alone the president's, uh, let alone the White House in 2024. But they're not even going to win in 2022. So what you're seeing here is just a desperate ploy to try to do anything they can to gain back control 
of cheating. And thank God for good judges out there still. There are still good people. There are still good judges. We will be back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. Boy, I don't know about you guys, but it has been a long, hard week this week. It has been a long, hard week. Even though we, we've, we won, I believe this was a week where we uh, definitely pulled out more wins than losses. It's been a long, hard week. This stuff, this kind of, not only the job that I do, but the information that you're getting, this stuff drains you. It drains you physically. It drains you emotionally. It drains you mentally. And it's very, very hard to consume this kind of news day in and day out. It's very hard to go research and get this stuff. So at this, at this point, you would expect me to say, so buy new brain power from Joe Rogaine or buy, buy new pills or buy this stuff to help energize you. No, folks, you can do something that's absolutely free. Just go to the good B-I-B-L-E. Go and lean on scripture. In times like this, just go and lean on God. You don't need any pills. You don't need any substances. You don't need any li- anything in a liquid form. You don't need brain juice or brain power. You don't need Superman pills. You don't need any of that stuff. All you need is the good B-I-B-L-E. That is it. Some alone time with God. And go back to him to replenish your energy. That's what I plan on doing this weekend. Look, this is a very busy month for, uh, for all of us here at Live from America. Plus, I'm traveling down to Arkansas we're training somebody here, uh, Heather Mullins, to fill in when I'm gone sometimes. Um, we are expanding. We are, I mean, it's just, it's a, and we have three birthdays in our family this month. So trust me when I say I am going to need all the prayers that I can get. So if you're looking to pray for anybody, then pray for that. Jeremy, did you get my package? I just want to make sure it was delivered. I don't know. It depends on what it is. We do get a lot of packages every day. My wife goes through those, and then she inventories everything, and then she brings it into me. So I'm not sure what it was, but if you let me know, I'll let you know. But thank you for sending a package, by the way. Nothing's better than getting presents. This is because you are battling the evil principalities of Satan. I, I, wanna, I, I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. I get so angry to the point I want to cry, so instead I laugh. Well, there you go. There you go. Jatfish says Superman needs pills. He's gay now. (laughs) Is he? Is Superman gay now? I didn't know that. Did they do that to Superman now? Figures. Heather Mullins is going to be at Pastor Greg's church on Monday the 11th. Yes, she is. She's doing a lot as well. All right. Where are we with stories? Let's get back to these... uh, these new stories on this Friday. And stay with me, folks. We're almost there. We've almost made it through another successful week. And uh, we don't want to give up now. Okay? All right, here we go. And you are live right here on Real America's Voice News with the one and only Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And you are also in the company of the greatest audience on planet Earth. And it's because of the fact that we look at each other as family that we don't even like to use the word audience. Great people, and if you need somebody to lean on, find a chat somewhere and just get involved. As of right now, it looks as though Katanji Brown-Jackson will get the votes that she needs in order to be appointed to the highest court in the land. Earlier on The War Room today, Steve Bannon had played a very strong and tough message and a very strong and tough warning 
to all Americans about her pedophile-friendly record that we were able to expose during the three-day hearings to see what she was all about. And even Rhino Lindsey Graham, who usually votes for liberal judges, has decided he's not going to vote for her. We still have time to stop this nomination. We still have time to stop a pedophile-friendly judge from being nominated or being, uh, uh, excuse me, appointed to the highest court in the land. What I want to do now is I want to go and play the video that was played on Steve Bannon's War Room show this morning that's actually going to show you this uh, very, very strong message that we need to make sure we get to every American on this planet, folks. And even if they're not in America right now and they're going to come home, make sure they call their senators and make sure they say no for Kataji, Kataji Brown Jackson. Let's play this video from Steve Bannon's War Room. Here we go. Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson was asked why she sentenced a child sex offender to just three months instead of a recommended eight years. She blamed everyone but herself. Jackson has ordered lenient sentences in every child pornography case she could, eight out of eight times. Activist judges like Ketanji Brown Jackson are more concerned about the well-being of pedophiles than the safety of your children. And thanks to her, they may be living in your neighborhood. Call your senators today and tell them to vote no on Judge Jackson's nomination. Thank you, Steve Bannon, for that. It was great to be able to uh, have access to that. Guys, you need to share that video out and seriously get it out to every American you can. Like I said, I don't even care if they're on mainland right now. They can still call their senators and say, we cannot have this. Like, look, I know she's academically, she's qualified. She is skilled to be a Supreme Court judge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she isn't. She's went to all the Ivy League schools. She's done everything she needs to do to, on paper, be nominated to the highest court in the land. But when you are pedophile-friendly these days, whether it's because you want to fit in, whether it's because you are actually woke, or whether it's because you want to be an activist judge, then we cannot let you to the highest court of the land. We cannot let you there when it's a battle over our children. We are in a battle over our youth like we've never been in before. I mean, they're trying to gain access to our children all the way down to preschool, and that is why Disney is so upset about what's going on. Look, if you are not sexualizing children and you are not performing acts of pedophilia on children, then you would not get so mad about the Florida uh, parental rights law that was just passed. You wouldn't get so mad. You would only get so mad if it disrupted something that you wanted to do or disrupted a lifestyle in which you live. So we need to call our senators. Susan Collins, she has already vowed to vote for Katanji Brown Jackson. If we could get Susan Collins to say, no, I won't. If we could get Mitt Romney and other senators to say, I won't. And then if we could just get to Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema or somebody with a brain, maybe, just maybe, we can stop this from happening. Because what's happening is the left has chosen somebody who 100% is friendly to pedophiles for a reason, for a very, very definitive reason. And I'll let you be the judge of what that reason is, but they knew her record. They knew how friendly of pedophiles and the crimes that they commit that she was. And I believe that's why they put her on the Supreme Court. Because, folks, this holy war goes so much deeper than them wanting control over you. They want control over kids for generations to come. So please, please, please call your senators both of them in your state, and say no to Katanji Brown Jackson. 
And now I want to move just south of me, where I am here in New Hampshire, and I want to drop down to the great state of Connecticut. Now, Connecticut has its share of liberalism, don't get me wrong, like most of the Northeast states. However, what happened there recently is very sad. A school nurse has been suspended for exposing and revealing the school that she works for that they were secretly giving children puberty blockers behind parents' backs. This is a very disgusting story, and I want to applaud 77-year-old Kathleen Cataford. 77-year-old Kathleen Cataford was suspended by Hartford's public schools this week after she revealed the school secretly put an 11-year-old student on puberty blockers in a public in a public comment on Facebook. Investigate the school system curriculum in Connecticut is a very uh, Connecticut is a very socially liberal, gender-confused state. The Facebook post had read, "As a public school nurse, I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary, but all but uh, all but two keeping this as a secret from their parents with the help of teachers, social justice warrior workers, and school administrations. She continued, teachers and the SSW are, suspe- are spending 37 and a half hours a week influencing our children, not necessarily teaching our children what you think is being taught. The superintendent of uh, Hartford Public Schools lashed out at Cataford and launched an investigation into the school nurse, not the school the school nurse. The Daily Mail had reported that a Connecticut school nurse had been suspended uh, over a Facebook post revealing that an 11-year-old school or 11-year-old at the school uh, was given puberty blockers. Writing on a local mom's group in response to a request for local school recommendations, the 77-year-old said, "Investigate the school system now. Connecticut is very socially liberal and gender and gender confused." It continued, as a public school nurse, she wrote, I have an 11-year-old student on puberty blockers and dozens more identifying as non-binary. It's not what the school wanted to see. And Catterford went on to claim that the children are introduced to this confusion in kindergarten in the Hartford public school system. Uh, Any attempts to contact her were unsuccessful at this point. The post came to the attention of the Hartford School District officials after the mother of the 11-year-old mentioned saw it and flagged it to the school officials. She confirmed its contents and the context in which the post was made, but did not wish to comment further, citing her child's privacy. This, when I say holy war, I mean holy war. And that is why Biden's Justice Department wants to label parents as domestic terrorists this goes so deep in the rabbit hole of pedophilia folks the swamp isn't even the right word for it it's more like the abyss it is the abyss of pedophilia it is the abyss of child sexualization it is the abyss of satan predator like people satanic predator like people and it goes so deep It goes so deep that if any of us actually knew the real reality of the truth of what's going on, I don't think that laws would stop us from ascending on to where these people dwell 
and eradicating this earth from them. They are sick people. They are sick individuals. And if we do not recognize the war that we are in now, then every one of your children will be brainwashed to the point where they have no idea what gender they are. They have no idea what society is supposed to look like. And they'll have no idea what God wants them to do. We need to get on top of this now, folks. As parents, we need to show the Justice Department that we are not afraid and we are not going to give our children to them and we will die on this hill. This is a this is a battle that we will fight till we die. I will protect my kids at all costs and you and no government military will be able to stop me. We'll be back right after this. Sick, sick, disgusting people, you guys. I am so... I think, you know what I think it is? I think this week with exposing Disney and exposing the pedophilia, I think that's what took it out of me because think about it. Every week, every week we go into some very heavy stuff when it comes to stories. I mean, we get to the point where we're literally provoking the FBI and the CIA and the Justice Department to come and break down our door based on what we say that they don't want us to say. And I am fine every week. I am fine. Monday through Friday, I'm ready to go another, a third show of the day. But this week, folks, I am, and I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm healthy. I'm actually healthy than, healthier than I've been in, in months. In months. And I'm exhausted because of this. This spiritual battle is kicking the crap out of me when it comes to what, our, what, they're, dealing, what they're doing with our children. I don't know about you guys, but this kind of, the environment of exposing pedophilia and fighting it and then realizing while you're doing the research how deep it is, that it's, it's a killer, man. It is a silent killer. It really is. It makes me si- I'm reading you some of your comments. It says it makes me sick. No one is touching my kids or brainwashing them. It is so bad, says Emerald. I'm screaming mad. My puppy thinks I've lost my mind, says Tori. M.W. Stutler says Satan is coming against you. Jen, uh, Jen says, I feel physically nauseous from all of this. Uh, Hair 2 says, or H-A-R-R-2 says, I have a seven-year-old granddaughter in public school. I'm sure you're afraid for her. People are oblivious and stupid, says Amy. You're all right. The amount of people that don't know is mind-boggling. That's why we're trying to get it out there. Lots of news this week. I agree with you, says Race Mom. Well, thank you. I'm glad it's not only me. I'm glad it's not only me. Jeremy, there's some heavy heaps of trash to go through. You need to take care of yourself. Lord, renew Jeremy's strength. Well, thank you for that prayer. I'm going to need it. Jeremy, it's affecting your voice. I know. I know this week has been rough. I'm trying. I'm trying to hold it together. We got another 20 minutes here, and we'll hold it together through this show, and I'll get the heavenly uh, uh, energy that I need to to keep going this week. So let's come back from this break, and let's try to get this stuff done. Okay? Here we go. Thank you very much for being here tonight on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America, and I was just explaining to the audience that this week, even though it was full of winning on our side, and I'm talking about the good versus evil side, the stories this week of pedophilia and child sexualization and the war that's against our children right now and for our children has mentally and and, and physically drained me this week. I mean, my audience knows. The audience that watches me twice a day, they know. After this morning's show, I felt like I was going to pass out because of all of this, this, this war that we're, that, that we're fighting right now. 
So let's together band together. Let's have fellowship and pray for one another to continue to, uh, to get the energy and the courage and the, uh, the stamina that we need from God to keep fighting this fight. Let's go to Arizona real quick because I don't think the world knows how much Arizona has been a light in dark times in the last year and a half. But it has. It has. Lately, Arizona has been shining a beautiful light in a lot of ways for the rest of America, and we need to acknowledge that. To all you Arizonans, thank you for fighting so very hard. To its unprecedented forensic audit of the 2020 election, which, by the way, has so far led to criminal charges being referred for the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, multiple election security laws signed into law and making it a law that you have to show proof of citizenship and residency to vote. And now Arizona once again has shined a light and they have banned youth gender reassignment surgery and boys in girls sports. That's the kind of good news we're looking for. That's the kind of fight that we're looking for. I want to thank Arizonans and the legislature in Arizona for doing this because it has sent the Democrats into a meltdown, folks. Arizona bans youth gender reassignment surgery and boys and girls sports, and the Democrats rally to protect trans youth. The Republicans in the Arizona legislature recently passed new laws protecting children from permanent gender reassignment surgery and woke gender theory in sports. The two bills were signed into law by Governor Doug Ducey this Wednesday. SB 1138 will prohibit physicians from performing irreversible gender reassignment surgeries on minors and, and uh, SB 1165 will keep biological males out of women's sports. Arizona's next governor, Trump-endorsed Carrie Lake, has been an outspoken champion for this conservative legislation. On Wednesday, Carrie Lake released a statement thanking Republican legislators for finally getting this job done. And I agree. Big shout out. The radical left in Arizona, though, had a meltdown over this new legislation, as you can as you can uh, assume, the sick and perverted Democratic Party expressed outrage over these bills to protect our youth. They went online to show their support for transgender youth. Daniel Hernandez, a know-nothing numbnuts Democrat, said today Republicans chose to attack trans- transgender youth, roll back reproductive health care and voting rights, all while ignoring the real problems facing our state. What do you mean? Like illegal uh, immigration? Horrific bills signed by the governor today do not reflect Arizona. I, the Arizona I know and love. Well, the Arizona you know and love must be this big because the Arizonans that I know and the Arizona that I know and love, even though I don't live there, says that this was the right move to make. Democratic State Representative Jennifer Longden shared a creepy image that said, quote, you cannot make a trans kid feel cis. What? whatever democratic state senators also rallied on the capitol lawn holding signs that said protect trans youth i want to show you a picture of this and it pretty much exactly like you would figure it would be there they are one wearing a mask i I think she's afraid that a trans uh covid is going to get her protect trans youth they said there it is yep wow anyway i'll show you another picture This is also a picture of the protect trans kid youth rally of the Democrats. As you can expect, there they all are with their stupid signs. 
And you know what's weird, folks, is all of this is just a trend. It's all it is. It's all a trend. It's all a trend that's going to go away sooner or later, but we're going to fight it to make it go away sooner than later. And we know this because one out of four kids think they're gay now in school, and one out of seven kids don't know what gender they are. That was never a problem when you and I were in school, and there was never, buddy, there was never anybody in school that got bullied for it. Yes, there were bullies that picked on kids that were gay. And yes, there were bullies that picked on kids that were fat. Yes, there were bullies that picked on kids that were weird. Yes, there were bullies that picked on kids that for any number of reasons, for any number of reasons, but it was never the problem in which these people are trying to make it out like it was today. Never. These people are just twisted and sick, but you know what? Big shout out to Arizona for finally passing some laws that make sense, okay? Now, let's move on to some, sm- some more small victories because small victories are what we are going to need moving forward. Small victories are actually a beautiful journey of growth for God. So when we get these small victories, we can't say, well, where's our big victory? Because a small victory is just as important. And all those small victories add up. Look at this week. Look at the culmination of everything that we have done coming to fruition this week. So many good things have happened, and we need to keep thanking God for those blessings and those small wins. Let's talk about another small win here on this Friday, April 1st, shall we? A small mom-and-pop bakery won a $31 million lawsuit against a very liberal Ohio college named Oberlin College. And you don't, you don't see too much of this, so I think this is... This is uh, this is a good win for us right here. A record $31 million has been awarded to a mom-and-pop bakery that accused a liberal Ohio college of ruining its business with false accusations of racism, and it has been held up by a state appeals court. Gibson's Bakery, a 135-year-old family-owned business near the campus of Oberlin College, was initially awarded more than $40 million in punitive and compensatory damages in the aftermath of, 2016, of the 2016 incident in which the owner's son confronted three black Oberlin students who were stealing wine from the store. Although the suspects were arrested and later admitted that they were shoplifting, the episode touched off school-sanctioned protests and accusations of racism that crippled the store's business. At trial, it was absolutely clear to the jury, as reflected by the verdict, that there was not a shred of truth in the vicious statements about Gibson's and that the college caused devastating harm. The law firm representing the Gibson family said after winning the case that the truth prevailed. The initial award by Lauren County Judge John Moraldi in 2019 was later reduced to $25 million plus $6 million in legal fees. In the latest development, a three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit unanimously upheld the reward. Despite the students' guilt, Oberlin College and key officials, including its vice president and dean of students, accused the bakery of racially profiling, claiming that the owner, David Gibson, and other employees assaulted the students and had a history of racism. And, of course, they sent their, uh, men- their minions in the Black Lives Matter community, who, by the way, have been awfully quiet since Joe Biden has been destroying this country, but 
They are called up when they are needed, and they were sent to this business. And they protested outside this business. They wrote racial slurs on this business's business's, uh, windows, and they destroyed this business online. They destroyed its reputation to the point where they now have been awarded in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals the total of $31 million. So big shout out to them. And like I said, we will take small wins when we can get them. And President Trump actually told us this when he was in office for his first term. He said, you need to start taking these people to court and suing them. And that is precisely what Nick Sandman did. That's precisely what Kyle Rittenhouse is doing right now. If you defame our name, if you defame our business, we will take you to court and we will make you pay monetary um and um, damages for what you've done to us. And I don't think that Oberlin College will be too keen on opening their mouth again and destroying someone's business again all so they can get in the headlines, so they can virtue signal and say to the world, we're not racist. We're not racist. Well, you know what, you know what else you ain't? You ain't $31 million richer. No, you're $31 million poorer. And for that, we thank God, and we give a big shout-out to Oberlin, um, not Oberlin, but Gibsons, for suing Oberlin and finally getting their $31 million. Maybe that'll help that small mom-and-pop business. And maybe, uh, like I said, maybe Oberlin will uh, shut its mouth next time and just do what it's supposed to do and focus on academics for a change. Final commercial break. We're almost through it. We're almost through it. We made it through a tough week. We've got one more segment, and I think you're going to want to see it. Stay tuned right here on Real America's Voice News. Woo, we almost made it, folks. I'm going to finish off my coffee here. I've been called racist. So what? Everyone is racist these days, says Melly. Hey, if you go by today's definition of racist, then yes, you are correct. Everyone is racist these days. You remember that? Uh, you guys ever see that Lego movie? You guys got kids? That Lego movie that said, everything is awesome. I think somebody should redo that uh, redo that song and everything is racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe we'll do that. Hey, uh, producer, we're going to remake the song, everything is awesome on the Lego movie to everything is racist. And we're going to make a video for it. And we're going to make fun of the, uh, the, the woke community these days. I think that would be funny, don't you? Everything is racist. <laughs> um, I'm going to miss you all for real, though. Where are you go? For. I'm going to miss you. Where are you going, Miranda? Where are you heading? You're not moving away, are you? You're not stop. You're not going to stop watching the uh, the live from America show, are you? Wherever you're going, we're going to miss you, too. Maybe you're just going on vacation. Prayers to you, Jeremy. Relax. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for everything you do for us. Well. You know what, Eli, too, man, we're working so, so hard for you guys, and it's our pleasure to do so, so thank you. Let me get this next uh, segment ready. You guys are especially going to want to see this. Maybe the Real America's Voice uh, News family isn't going to want to see this as much as you guys, but maybe you will. So here we go. Let's start back up. All right, folks, as promised, this is the last segment of the show, and it's also the last segment of the week here on Live from America. No April Fool's jokes for you except for the one that's living currently at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Now, there's been a lot of talk this week about a fight for our kids. 
There's been a lot of talk this week about how this is a holy war and they want our children. Now think about this. When we send our children to school, we're basically sending them into the belly of the beast as a whole, as a society, because of what the public school systems have become. They're not like they were when you and I were little. Okay? So every time we send our child to school, we are sending them into the belly of the beast and they are being basically taught and raised by the public school system, which is part of the state, which is part of the federal government, which is part of the teachers union, which is part of all of this brainwashing and indoctrination. So why don't we send our kids to school equipped? Number one, send them to school equipped with the gospel. Send them to school equipped with a pocket Bible. Send them to school equipped with a pocket constitution. Send them to school equipped with all of your knowledge and your love as a parent. Sit them down. Talk to them daily. Talk to them about their school. Talk to them about what they liked and disliked. Talk to them about their school projects. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what I've been waiting for. We now have the children's apparel line ready on live on jeremyherald.com and you need to send your child with patriotic clothing that lets the school know that they love country and they love God. Let's go to that right now if we can. We've got our new uh, children's apparel up. Check this out. Here's the first one here. This has got the Pledge of Allegiance on the cover. And we go from uh, toddler sizes all the way up to age 14. So if you want to send your kids to school equipped, send them equipped with something that has values. Here's the first one, which is the Pledge of Allegiance on your kid's t-shirt. That comes in red and black. Here's your next one. Basically the same kind of uh, message, hand over your heart. Again, from toddler sizes all the way up to youth sizes, which is age 14. And then we've got one more here for you guys, the freedom t-shirt. Send your kid to school, letting the school know that your child believes in God, that your child believes in country, that your child believes in family, and that your child ultimately believes in freedom. Amen? We got to equip our children, and we got to do the best job that we can for them. So, folks, go to JeremyHarrell.com and order your stuff for your children or your grandkids now. Equip them with everything you need to, especially the clothes they wear. Let it be a reflection of who they are and what they believe. And in very short time, we're going to have child of God as part of the armor of God clothing. Child of God. Don't be scared. God says, do not be afraid. Do not apologize. Equip your children and make them strong as you are, okay? Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. As, as I said, we've been through heck of a week. If uh, any of the show felt any boring or I felt like I was trailing off, I want to apologize. Usually we're up 100 miles an hour, pedal to the metal here, but we got a lot going on and we're fighting an, an evil, evil um, opponent right now, and that's Satan. So let's keep strong, okay? And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you Monday morning for more Live from America. Until then, keep spreading the gospel. Keep uh, keeping your families close. And keep a smile on your face. God bless. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.